You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. The third quarter was in 28 and 5. Blacks are fake in front. Carlo Miggin better. They're the first to get anxious. Now Natalie Rasmussen feels for Blacks are fake. Two lengths to Mr. Feelgood. Got to go. Cullen running on and then changeover getting into the clear. Carlo Miggin, Blacks are fake. Mr. Feelgood went back to the inside. Blacks are fake. He's holding Carlo Mick. Can he hold Mr. Feelgood? Mr. Feelgood through on the inside. Is going to win the Unit Dominion, yes! Mr. Feelgood, big black fake. Third, Carlo Mick. Fourth, either was Shaggy or Chase. Yeah, Mr. Feelgood, he was a beauty, all right, wasn't he? That was the 2009 Inter Dominion, owned by a big businessman, of course, Kevin Seymour, who also owns Leap to Fame, the favourite for this year's series. And Chris Barsby, reflecting on his career, it all started in America, didn't it? Little Brown Jug winner over there. Yeah, dual hemisphere champion, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. And that's interesting. I wanted to play that because in some eerily sort of uh, kind of fashion, there's some sort of similarities here. Kevin Seymour, as you said, was one of the co-owners of Mr. Feelgood. Now he's got the favourite for 2023. The series gets underway on Friday night. So back in 2009, he was playing the hunter. Now he's the hunted with leap to fame. So... Can he pull one out of the fire here with a leap to fame? We've only had the one Queensland trained champion of an inter-dominion, and that was Blacks are fake. He contested six series, one four, placed in the other two. Can another Queensland trained horse get on the honour roll? It's all pointing towards leap to fame. He is the favourite with Tab. He's been the favourite for some time, Steve, and he's drawn a really good gate here on Friday night. So he's set to dominate and get maximum points early. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Mm. Chris, if I take these four in an all up, will they all win? So leap to fame, dollar ten, dollar ten Swayze, dollar twelve Queen Alita, and a dollar oh nine just believe. So what 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 will they end up about? A dollar forty five or something, will I? A bit more than that, but anyway. Yeah. Um I probably wouldn't take that, Steve. That that's gonna be the quaddy on Friday night as well. Races uh, what five, six, seven and eight. But I've just got a little reservation, just just with Swayze. Um, given the fact that he's been to New Zealand, now he's come back, we've had the he's coming, he's not coming, he's coming, he's not coming, he's here now and he starts, he draws well. But if a, if a horse is going to be susceptible, surely it's got to be this Friday night. Uh, he's unbeaten since being under the care of Jason Grimson, went back to last year's Melbourne series. Uh, Jason trained the winner, I cast no shadow. Never trained a heat winner. He is a very good horseman, there's no doubt, and he can prime a horse for a big target. So you wonder, is he worried about the heats? Is he just going to do enough with his horses to get them through the heats and have them primed and ready to shine on grand final night? Maybe. So that might just open the door for a few rivals here. Maybe Turn It Up could be that horse on Friday night. No horse will match him with gate speed. It's a mile. couple of weeks between runs, he goes exceptionally well uh, fresh when he's been spaced. So, and his last start effort was unbelievably good behind Leap to Fame. Sectionally, he couldn't have done any more. So, maybe this might be the time for for someone to get Swayze. So that's just one way of looking at it. Well, but the place, Chris, you can get a dollar seventy-five. The place, turn it terrific up. Terrific value, number five. Terrific value because he's going to lead. 
Uh, I think they'll hold. I think they've got to make a bold bid for victory. But if they wanted to take a seat and, and Cam Hart gets aggressive early with Swayze, uh, worst case scenario, sitting behind the odds on favourite. So either scenario, Steve, he's going to be in a great spot. So $1.75 the place, terrific value. And we know how good a short course horse he is. Of course, better Eclipse earlier and the night is short as well. But not as short as those ones. $1.70. Vic Stanley's with us, Chris. Well, he's a great person to talk to about a number of uh, issues with ID23, and he joins us now. Mick, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. Morning, Steve. How are you? you you've arrived well? Yeah, no, I arrived really well. Um, yeah, so we, we flew up um, here on uh, early Tuesday morning. Well, I got here Monday night, and, um, yeah, everything went smoothly, and, um, yeah, super, super happy to be... Um, although you've had a little bit of rain up here in, in the warm weather compared to the cold back in Ballarat. Mm. It'll be vastly different for you. I'm tipping you're getting around with the T-shirt on. No, no need for jumpers. You know me too well, Chris. <laughs> you're not wearing a tank top with a necklace, are you? Oh, he's got the guns out. <laughs> <laughs> now tell me, the, the plan, was it always to fly? Was there any sort of talk about floating up or were you always flying? No, we're always flying. Um, you know, we got on on the on the ball really early um brent and i discussed it we just um thought you know for our our best uh chance to be going through a series like the inter dominion uh, as we know having the four runs in a couple of weeks is we didn't want to be doing two days on the road um two or three days out before the first heat effectively um you know those horses are gone by road um you know you, you can nearly count it as four runs before they they have to get to the final so um Yep, we, we put the plan in, in uh, process uh, months ago and uh, thankfully we were able to get a flight and uh, get him up here uh, safe and sound and quickly. All right, excellent news. Now, as far as the series is concerned with Rock and Roll Do, four runs in a fortnight, you missed last year's series, you opted to go to New Zealand. So is there any sort of doubt, uh, four runs in a fortnight, will he handle that? I love it. Yeah, no doubt at all. Um, he's had a really good uh, campaign uh, this time in. You know, he, he's had some really good, solid racing. He, he's uh, fit, ready to go, and um, very extremely confident that uh, that the series will, uh, will will definitely suit him. Okay. And just on that, um, you went to New Zealand last year. We we're just talking about Swayze. So he's got to get back from New Zealand, get back to Australia, and then there was the, the trip up to Brisbane. It's not easy. Logistically, it's difficult. So to, to actually go through it, this is going to be a big challenge for, for horse and trainer. Yeah, it's tough. It's, it's really tough. I know how, um, how flat our guy was last year when he, when he came home and, and uh, even Majestic Cruiser, who uh, Jason took to New Zealand last year, and, and he raced super in New Zealand, but he just wasn't himself. But... Look, I'm not too sure what the circumstances were this year for him. I heard that, um, you know, they were getting flights from Auckland to Christchurch and Christchurch back to Auckland home, where last year we had to go by road from Christchurch back to Auckland to get home, which which really did take a toll on him after a heavy week's racing. So, look, if they were able to get a flight back from Christchurch to Auckland to get home, that's going to be a major positive. So, um, yeah, if if he did do that and he didn't have to do the road trip, um, don't be surprised if, if Swayze does uh, get through his New Zealand campaign better than what we did last year. OK. Just going back to your guy, you've got the visitors' draw here for the first night of action on Friday night. Uh, what were your early thoughts? No, I, I wasn't... Um, 
too deterred by it whatsoever. Um, you know, I think it's I think uh, anywhere um, on the front row um, out wide for him is good because as we know, it, when he draws well, everyone says he doesn't have enough gate speed anyway. So um, yeah, look, it looks a, a really good heat. I don't think there is. I, I don't know the Queensland form as well as as others, but I mean, obviously, of of uh, what replays and what have you, I don't think it's the fastest front line out of all the heat. So, um, yeah, we'll look to be really positive and, and um, put him into the race early. Mm. And you mentioned the gate speed. And that was on display last start at Bendigo, his last run, uh, the middle of November. Mick, he ended up three fence, and he actually got up on the chewy, but he travelled very strongly in that race when he ran second. Yeah, they because I, I, I did end up on the fence there, Steve. Um, you know, uh, obviously, uh, one stable had a, a number of runners in that race, and, and they drove to... Uh, they drove to only beat one horse, uh, essentially, and and you know for a free for all race, we I think we ran the first half in twelve and sixty three. So um, yeah, so I was entitled to get to get a bit keen. I must love the way he got uh, zipped home though when he got him into the clear yeah. there at the top of the straight. Yeah, I think that was the most impressive part, you know, to to over race like that and and still still find the lot to attack the line like he did was um, you know probably the most pleasing thing that that I took out of the race. And and look, yeah, he, and as I said, he's had some really good solid racing without um, going to the well, um, you know, leading into this campaign. So he, he's got a good foundation, but he but he's never found his uh, reserve. All right. As we know, with the Inter-Dominion series, it's crucial to get, you know, good points quickly in the series. So you plan to be, you know, fairly aggressive here from Gate 7 on Friday night. So in all likelihood, do you think you'll be sort of parked out here over the mile? Um. I'd, I'd, I mean, I'd like to be in front, but if I am parked out, um, if I am parked out, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be racing because, uh, as you said, um, you know, we want to put some points on the board early. Um, you know, we get to some of the other races and we draw the second line or don't have a little bit of luck. You, you want to have, um, you want to have some points uh, on on your side. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll be uh, we'll be there to race. All right. The other thing, uh, and I think this will set up nicely for your horse, Rock and Roll Do. So we start with the mile, then we're at the middle distance on Tuesday night, 2100. Final round of heats next Saturday night, 2600. So we build in distance. That, that's going to suit your horse, isn't it? Yeah, it, it really will. Um, look, he, he he is a very good short course horse, obviously. I mean, he's got a great record, obviously, winning the Lentsmith and, and um, the Caduceus Classic last year. Um, but but he's his all-round best distance is, is that middle to longer trip. So, um, yeah, it's ideal. I, I know in the past that, you know, the, the sprint trip has been thrown in the middle of the series, but I like this year how um, we are building into the series and, and stepping up at each distance. Yeah, the fact that you just mentioned the Lensmith Mile, you were parked out winning that race earlier this year. So that, that, that must give you really good confidence going into this race on Friday night. Yeah, and we parked out outside uh, Spirit of St. Louis. So, um yeah, so that's uh, as you say over the sprint trip. Um, you know, we we won't be afraid to uh, to sit there again and and um, turning turn it into a race where where the best horse wins. So, who's the horse to beat in your eyes? Is it, is it Leap to Fame or is it Swayze taking your own horse out of the equation? Um, look, I think uh, I mean I think it, really it's going to come down to whoever draws better out of those two horses in it. I mean, I don't think. I, I can't see a, a place where Swayze could sit outside Leap to Fame, and I can't see um, Leap to Fame uh, sitting outside Swayze either. Um, you know, so really the the barrier draw when we get to 
to the final um, is going to be very crucial. But, you know, we have a lot to play out and, and every horse has to get through the, the three runs before that, doesn't it? So a lot can change until we get there. Chris, just remind our listeners that when they last clashed these two favourite Swayze and Leap to Fame and the night Leap to Fame dragged that flat tyre over the closing stages, how did they settle in the run that particular night? Swayze was in front and Leap to Fame made the move and uh, he, he went outside him to, to, to park outside him over the latter stages. So that was where he ended up with that flat tyre, you know, just passing the 400 metre marker. So Swayze has the score on the board against Leap to Fame. It's 1-0. So, but, you know, there was legitimate excuses there for Leap to Fame. So this rematch is going to be interesting. And I want to pose the, the, the question to, to Mick here. Ideally, in the in the grand final, where would you like to be sitting uh, if you know the, the the big players are there? Leap to fame, Swayze, yourself, better Eclipse. Where would you like to be sitting ideally? If um, if those two are two are in front and and outside each other, um, yeah, I'd love to be sitting fourth or fifth um, in the middle of the pack, just behind and following him, uh, following them. Um, you know, I, I was disappointed. I was actually a bit disappointed when they said Swayze might not have been coming to the series because um, you know, like you said in, in, there in your preview Leap to Fame is, is the hunter this year where the, where Mr Feelgood wasn't and um, you know, we've been we've been the hunted with Rock and Roll Do in the past and um, it's it, you know, with Swayze coming um, you know, with Swayze and Leap to Fame battle, it, it gives us a chance to, to be the hunter and not the hunted so um, yeah, if we can be sitting somewhere just off them and those two going at each other would, uh, would be ideal for us Mm. The, the other one that I wanted to ask you, his form last year was terrific and that's when you decided to go to New Zealand for the Cup. Um, compare his form now to last year. Are you more confident that with the way he is now, Rock and Roll do compared to 12 months ago or it's about the same? No, I, he's going better. Um, there's, there's no doubt about that. I mean, I know that he doesn't have um, the, the string of wins on the board Um but, uh, you know, the Victoria Cup, you know, I probably didn't have him anywhere near as forward as what I did last year when he won the Victoria Cup because he was only at the start of his preparation and last year we were, we were you know, towards the end. So um, he's really trained on since and, and uh, his track work's been phenomenal and, uh, and he's in great shape. But I think, I, you know, from a training point of view, uh, I really think that, um, you know, he's a little bit better than what he was last year. Mm, it's exciting times, no doubt about it. So we look forward to seeing him step out. He goes around in the first heat there on Friday night for the pacing series. Mick, as always, appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside. Beauty. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Steve. There's Mick Stanley joining us. So rock and roll do, ready to go. Uh, he was confident there and with good reason. Uh, he's obviously come through his last start really good. And as you said, he, he savaged the line there in that race at Bendigo, Steve. It was a 54-1, 26-4 closing half and he was making up a lot of ground on Mac Dan. So he's obviously uh, handled the trip up, flying up on uh, on what, Tuesday, Monday night, Tuesday morning and uh, he's obviously settled into his new surroundings. So... I'm expecting a, a big showing there on Friday night. Yeah, well, basically it was mathematically impossible, wasn't it, for him to win uh, from mm. where he was. But you know what's interesting? Just looking at the tab market with that first heat, he's been easy in betting. He went up as the favourite at 250, but all the money's been for the local future assured. 310 into 230, now the favourite. Rock and roll do goes the other way. 270 out from 250. Just the first of the heats for the Square Gators, it'll be Chris, won't it, on Friday night, just after well, 18 minutes past six, yep. to be precise. And the first Pacers heat will be at 6.51 Friday night yep. at Albion Park. And that's when we get to see, as you said, uh, rock and roll do, future assured and so on. Uh, Brent Lilly is with us.
Brent, good morning. Morning, how are you? Very well. You've got us hit the record straight here. Queen Alida, Queen Alida. Which, which way do we go? Queen Alida. Alida. Righto. Yep. Alida. Um, yeah, the, uh, one of the owners, uh, Buff McKenzie, he's got two granddaughters called Elsie and uh, Elsie and Ida, so Elida. Okay, righto. So we've got it all sorted because there was stories going around. She was named after a character in some sort of movie or, or a book or something like that, but you've set the record straight there. Is she the best trotter that you've trained? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, she's still only, well, I suppose she's almost six, but um, she's, uh, you know, she's so versatile and she's, uh, yeah, she's probably just got a little bit tougher over the last 12 months. She's always been really fast, but, um, you know, she's uh, sort of raced at that top level, you know, uh, like I said, over the last 12 months. And it, it's, um, yeah, it's toughened her up a bit. And, yeah, I mean, we've been fortunate enough to have some nice ones over the years. But, yeah, I, I think she's the best Mm. Can I just ask you about the last run? Just Believe, of course, got up outside of there and uh, she had to do some work to get to the front. What was your assessment of that last run when she, she ran second there at Bendigo? Oh, look, she she went great. She you know she had to burn for 600 metres in a, in a... I think it was just about a record lead time. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Just Believe was out of the early rush and um, come and sat outside her. And, yeah, I'm, I'm sure if the roles were reversed... Um, you know, maybe the, maybe the first and second placings would have been reversed, but um, you know, still a, a great run from Just Believe too for um, you know for what he's uh, all the travelling and things he's done and, and first up. So um, I'm, no doubt he'll take uh, some improvement from it. So, um, but yeah, no, I thought I thought uh, Queen went as as good as she could considering the way the race was run. Like a lot of people, Brent, do you think your mayor and Just Believe, the the, the defending champ, reigning champ? You know, just seem to be a little bit above their other rivals here for the series. Well, it looks that way. I mean, you know, quite often through the series, there's always a bit of a surprise one. But, um, but you know, um, Musafa Metro and Olavishi, um, they've um, you know they've done a, a bit of racing against um, you know Just Believe and uh, and Queen. And um, I think you know, all things being equal, um, yeah. Yeah, Greg, um, you know, just believe and Queen certainly look uh, num number one and two seed uh, going into the series anyway. Yeah, fair enough. Brent, just like she handled last year's series really well. She handled the Great Southern Star, the two runs in the same night. So she's going to thrive on the series. The more racing, the better, Brent. Oh yeah, she's um, she's such a great doer, and um, you know every time you look at her, it looks like she's uh, you know she's um, too fat and uh, needs a bit of racing. So um, yeah, I've never been afraid to back her up, and, and you know, in fact, you know when she has sort of any more than two weeks between her run, she's um, never as sharp. But um, yeah, she, you know she she thrives on uh, racing and, and the backing up. Um, yep, certainly uh, certainly won't be hurting her. Yeah, flying up uh, earlier this week, uh, that seems like that was the, the, the right move at this stage. Mick Stanley said that his horse has settled in really well, so you, you believe you pulled the right rein at this point? Well, I think so. I mean, she, she left her box at, at, at our place in uh, Belinda, and um, six hours later she was in, the, in a box up here at... Um, 
at Ricky and Sharon's place at, with uh, Luke McCarthy's there. So, um, you know, uh, if we were heading down the Hume, we would have only been chugging past Goulburn. So uh, it was certainly, um, yeah, you know, time-wise and, uh, you know, I think, uh, at the, yeah, if you had the option uh, to, to fly, I'd say, yeah, you'd certainly be grabbing it because... Um, it's uh, certainly a lot easier, you know, if it's a one-off race and things like that. But when they've got to, you know, back up three runs in a week and, and that, I think um, I think uh, it was the right move for sure. Yeah. Look, Brent, uh, Chris spoke to Chris Alford in recent times about, you know, what he thinks are obviously rates are very, very highly. And just having a little bit of record, 49 starts, 30 wins. Has, has he been on for 20, or well, basically most of those, um, those 30 uh, wins? Yeah, yeah, I think he's... Yeah, I think he's the only one that's won on, and I think he's only. I think um, Greg Sugar drove once, yep. and Anthony Butt drove once um, when um, she ran second at Melbourne. With a couple of her others, yeah. So, um, but no, Chris has been on her for for the whole uh, whole thirty. Mm. Are you surprised, you know, when Chris has come out and said that this is the best trotter that he's driven, given, you know, like he's driven some of the all-time grades and you've trained some of the all-time grade trotters, and I'll go through them in just a moment, but it's a it's a fair rap. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I guess, um, you know, she's, uh, like I say, we think the world of her and, um, you know, record shows she's... Uh, She's pretty good, but yeah, just be, because she's so you know such um, you know good gated and and things and and fast, so um, you know she certainly gives you a good uh, great feel sitting behind her, and um, yeah, she's got the runs on the board, so. Uh yeah, I suppose Chris is saying that to say, make sure we don't sack him, I suppose. <laughs> She's five rising six. Next year, do you have big grand plans for her? Uh, plenty of travel. We, we spoke with Greg O'Connor yesterday. She's been the first horse, uh, you know, picked up for the, uh, the trot slot, the new race in New Zealand next year. Is there any sort of temptation about taking her to the elite lot? You've done it before with Maori Time, so is there any temptation with Queen Elida? Uh, certainly not next year anyway. Um, th there's enough on, um, I, I think, um, you know, with the trot slot and and she trots uh, really good um, the reverse way. So, you know, it's sort of the timing with the, the trot slot and then the road cup at Alexandra Park and things. Um, I think there's sort of about a million dollars worth of stakes um, over there in about a six-week period. So um, all going well, that's where we'll be heading. And uh, no, certainly won't be going to um, Sweden next year, but... You know, maybe um, yeah, maybe down the track, but um, no, it's uh, it's uh, not on our agenda at this stage, that's for sure. All right. The other one that I wanted to ask you about, you've been here, done it before, winning an Inter-Dominion trotting grand final. Game bid. That was 2002. Uh, yeah, time flies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> was it was uh, a, a few moons ago, yeah. Yeah. So, Game Beard, Maori Time, Keystone Dell, in more recent times, Aldebaran Zoos, now Queen Elida. You, you've had some great ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been very lucky. So, um, so no, you never know where the um, you know where the, the next uh, good one comes from. That's why you got to try them all. But uh, yeah, no, we've been very fortunate. Um, we've had a bit of luck with them. Yeah. All right, just on Aldebaran Zoos, he, he went to North America earlier this year. I, is he going to stay up there, or is he on the way home? Uh, no, he goes into quarantine in the next uh, week or ten days um, to to make his way back and um, and uh, yeah, get home. It was just um, was uh, we we left him over there for a couple more starts after the big race and um, it, you know it was such a big trip getting him over there and and um, yeah, 
you know, uh, he he was probably he he went a great race in the in the um, in the Yonkers Trot uh, for fifth. But um, yeah, I think if it was the race was on our back door with the running hat, he probably should have been third or fourth. Um, it, it just it took its toll. So um, no, we're looking forward to getting him home and freshening him up, and then um, yeah, hopefully uh, we can get him back to uh, where he was when he left off. All right, he he might even make the trip to the uh, to New Zealand with uh, Queen Elida for the trot slot as well. Uh, well, I see Duncan's got a slot, but but I'd be very surprised if Zeus will be ready for it. But um, yeah, we'll just get him home and uh, see see where he's at. But yeah, we won't be rushing him into anything. All right, excellent. Hey, it's great to have you up here with this uh, star mare. She's a champion mare. So looking forward to seeing her in action throughout the carnival. We'll see you trackside Friday night. Sounds good. Cheers. There's Brent Lilly joining us. So over 1,200 wins, Steve, more than 37 Group 1s, or he's got 37 Group 1 wins against his name. He knows his way around a good horse. There's no doubt about that. Keen to track down uh, the, the training partnership, Chris Lang, Sonia Ma. They've got a number of uh, star trotters, and uh, they know their way around a really good trotter, and they've got a few that are stepping out on Friday night. Sonia joins us now. Sonia, appreciate the time. Good morning, Chris. Um, is it fair to say the trip hasn't gone as well as hoped already? Uh, that is a very fair thing to say. Uh, <laughs> yesterday there was uh, a bit of a setback uh, mid-trip with vehicle problems, but um, thanks to Scotty Miller saved the day and um, went down and rescued Chris from Grafton. Ooh, so, you, so you almost got here, just a little short. Just a touch short. Okay, so the car just blew up? Apparently so. Um, I'm still in Victoria and okay. um, yes, there was just a, a puff of smoke and it started <laughs> to run rough and, and that was it. Okay. Well, the, the good news is you can't be blamed for this. No, that's one good thing. I can um, blame that one on the boys. <laughs> okay. But they've arrived and uh, at this point they've settled in well. They've settled in well. Um, luckily the horses had just been off the float at Coffs Harbour and, and had a good walk and a pick and then afterwards um were rescued by michael Beatty from grafton from the clarence river jockey club and uh he took the horses back to his property and so at least they they weren't standing around on the side of the highway or anything for too long okay so it's been eventful already very eventful mm. okay uh let's talk about the charges here on friday night olivici goes around in the first heat the first heat for the trotters that the, the rap on this guy is huge. He's won 13 from 30. Chris speaks really highly of him. Uh, is this a, a nice start point for him on Friday night? It is a nice start point. Uh, he drawn, drawn well in three for Olivici. And um, so it is it is nice and a suitable start point, I would say. He's got Mufasa Metro drawn the pole underneath him. So that um, they've been sort of sparring partners in Victoria in the past. So that'll make it interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, you'd know each other really well because you've clashed a number of times. So from gate three, do you sort of go forward and try and get as handy as possible? Uh, I would say so. Um, entirely up to Chris, of course, but um, that'd be, you know, at this stage, you know, the obvious choice. Yeah. Everyone's talking about Just Believe and Quinn Alotta, and rightly so, they've got the runs on the board. But in your opinion, Olivici, can can he be the thorn in the side of both of those horses? Um, they're just absolutely brilliant horses and Just Believe and uh, 
you know, just showed how great he's come back from Europe at Bendigo the other night. Um, but in saying that, Olivici is one of those horses. He's a bit of an opportunist. Um, so it'd be great if the pace was on and the pressure was on and Ollie was sitting close one night. Okay, so what's his best racing pattern? Is he a leader? Is he a horse that can just follow speed and then produce that turn of foot? Um, he sort of has shown, has shown both. Um, he has got really good gate speed, but we'll need it when you're in that calibre of horses. Um, but, yeah, he is rather versatile. So okay. just sort of play it as it comes. All right. And Bullion Harry makes the trip up. Uh, his recent form is excellent, and he's a gate speed horse as well. He is. Um, Harry's a bit of a, a quiet achiever. He sort of has... Um, he's got really good form, but he keeps stepping up when he has to. So he's the sort of horse that can be right in the mix with the right run as well. OK. And you're happy with the way he's coming along and the, the, the you know, the series has always been there for him? Yeah, well, he um, he won a couple of the country cups really impressively down here. He won uh, a Shepparton Cup and also at Ballarat. And then he's had a nice little freshen um, coming into the Inter, which has worked out well. You know, big trip. And after yesterday's fiasco, it's, um, <laughs> it's probably good that he's coming in a bit fresh. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. The only downside for him on Friday night, he's got Just Believe and lo and behold, he's got Barrier 1. Yes, so anyhow, um, that does make it tricky, but we've got a few rounds to go, so um, just see what happens this week. Okay. And they're both going to handle the series, the, the, the three runs in the week? Yeah, I think they're both um, very laid-back sort of horses. Um, they live together at home, so it's been good that they've got to travel together and... Um, They'll settle well into um, Shannon and Scotty's because very similar environment with the paddocks to home and um, and that sort of thing. All right. When do you uh, make the trip north? Uh, yet to be decided. Um, <laughs> I'll just play it as it comes as well. And leaving the two boys in Chris's capable hands and um, and just see how we go. You you might have to come up to drive home safely. Sounds like it. <laughs> it's been eventful, that's for sure, the last 24 hours. But you're here and that's the main thing. Hey, we're looking forward to seeing both of these trotters step out, Olivici and Bully and Harry. Sonia, appreciate the time and hopefully you will get up here throughout the series. Hope to see you up there then, Chris. Thanks very much. Excellent. There's Sonia Maher joining us. So, yes, yeah, Steve, uh, an eventful trip. Car just blew up there near Grafton, so they have arrived, so that's the main thing. Darren Clayton's with us to talk all things into Dominion. Darren, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. Morning, Steve. Hey, just on that last, or that heat there that we were just talking about, the last heat on Friday night, that's a Harriathon, that heat. Just believe, AKA Harry, Majestic Harry, Harry, and Bullion Harry. So all the Harrys are in the last trotting heat. Yeah, they certainly are. And um, maybe it won't be Harry, maybe it'll be Gus. Could be an upset. Well, there's a, there's a tie in there with Gus because Chantel's brother, Jake, they call him Harry too. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, it is a Harry-a-thon. <laughs> yes. So, what were your thoughts? You've had time now. The fields came out Monday night. You've had time to peruse and pull them apart. So, as Steve outlined earlier, would you take that quaddy or that multi that he offered me earlier, Leap to Fame, Swayze, Queen Elida, into Just Believe? Would you take it? 
Yeah, I, I think you'd nearly have to. You'd nearly have to, but um, I guess Swayze's just the just got a few question marks. Definitely, um, the fact of, of the trip he's had. The other thing that I was just going through and doing all the form. So he's won nine starts in a row for Jason Grimson and been absolutely super in all of those. Um, none of those have been at the sprint trip. They've all been the middle distance or, mm. sorry, the very first one of those, the Bathurst win, first run for Jason Grimson. Uh, he stepped out over the 1,700. Every run since has been over the middle or longer trip. So, um, you know, just a little little thing just to factor in there, just sort of creeps in the back of your mind. But um, I think that race too will certainly be the fastest in the early stages because there'll be plenty wanting to have an early shot. You've got Hot and Treacherous outside and Mr McLaren can run the arm. We know Turn It Up's just, um, he's just a gazelle, so he's probably first to the peg. So do a few of those other others want to try and see chance their arm and get in front as well. So um, that that front line, I'm looking forward to the first 400, 600 metres of that, that heat race yeah. six there on Friday. Yeah, that will be a ripper as far as Leap to Fame series favourite is concerned. It it sort of looks perfect for him, drawn uh, gate four. Yeah, it certainly does. He's got hell of a just to his inside, who's a handy enough beginner, but Deus Ex in gate two, he's a really slick beginner. And um, I sort of mapped that one out that um, Deus Ex probably gets first to the fence and then he just allows Leap to Fame to, to amble around him and that would give Deus Ex a, a, a perfect trip. Black's a dance, knows how to draw gate seven in a big race, so cool. let's hope he can get him out of the way before the final if he can make it his way through. And, um, you know, can't find a better man. He comes into the series fresh, as does Speak the Truth, in that same heat, so can't find a better man. One of um, three or four horses to actually beat Leap to Fame at Albion Park, the others being Ladies in Red, Swayze, Future Assured, so... Um, you know, they're, they're in with their shot, but that just looks cherry ripe for Leap to Fame to just press onto the front and just a nice steady pipe opener to, to build into Tuesday. Mm. Uh, track records. Uh, it, it's going to be a warm sort of day on, on Friday, possibly even tomorrow as well. So it is summertime now and it, it's going to get warm here over the next couple of days. Track record 49-2 for the Pacers, 55-1 for the Trotters. Uh, is there some sort of doubt over those track records holding up? I think the Pacers one will be fine. I don't think there'll be too many that'll be wanting to go that quick um, on the first night with a, another two rounds to go, yeah. especially with the, the travel factor into the equation. I think the Trotters one's probably more likely a chance of going purely off the fact of... Um, you know, two of the, the the way the times have gone over the years um, to where we are now, you'd probably say Queen Alita and, and Just Believe probably two of the the best trotters to have stepped out on Albion Park for quite some time. So, um, you know, I think one of those, I think one of those uh, could possibly break the trotters track record. Greg the Great currently holds a record and. No disrespect to Greg the Great, but you look at the quality that uh, comes into that, it's um, mm. it's it's a fair jump. It's otherworldly, that's what it is. So at, at this stage, if I was to ask you for a quick multi on, on Friday night, w would we just look at the three trotting races, given how the barrier draws have played out? Mufasa Metro, brilliant gate speed horse. He draws one over a mile. Just Believe's got one. Queen Elida's got, what, gate four. Is that the, the early sort of way to play? 
Uh, yeah, it could be. I, I'm actually um, going against Mufasa Metro. I, I think Olavici can get his measure there in that first heat, Chris. So, um, Ooh, I disagree. A bit of <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that, that's what that's what makes this game so good. So exactly. Um, I just yeah. So um, Mufasa Metro's handed up the past two times he's found the front. So um, I just thought if he burrows through and, and Olavici comes calling, even if he doesn't have to. Um, to have a, have a go at him if perhaps Constantinople or one of those others comes across but yeah I, I've liked the runs of Olavici so um, yeah if you look outside of that if you're putting together I think Future Assured can um, make rock and roll do earn it so perhaps that one's not sort of staying out of there so I think um, Better Eclipse, Leap to Fame uh, Queen Alita Just Believe be a, a nice four way for me Okay, all right. We'll talk more about these uh, races on Friday morning when we do the big preview for Albion Park. Uh, we need to get some money in the uh, in the bank uh, for the weekend, so we need to focus on Rickliffe tonight. Ten races tonight, five eighteen start time for the first. Where do we find your best bet? Yeah, I'm going to go in race two, Chris. And these twelve hundred metre races, we saw one last week. Sunrise Ruby was able to win that. She comes up with a gate behind a quick beginner. I can't see why she can't uh, repeat the dose. So race two, horse seven, Sunrise Ruby. All right, 310 currently with tab fixed prize. What else do you fancy tonight? Yeah, I thought uh, in the first leg of the quaddy, Talking Control gets her opportunity to win again. She's a, a bonny little mare. She goes well either in front or just behind and gets a perfect trip here from gate one. Uh, that man Dawson gets the reins and I thought she could be too good there. Race five, horse one, talk in control. All right, 3.30 with tab, fixed price right now. That's the first leg of the quaddy. We're going one out there? Yeah, I'll be happy enough to go one out in the quaddy. I think, uh, yeah, like I said, I think she gets the job done. All right, what do we play uh, for races six, seven and eight? Second leg, I thought it's a, a race in two between one teacher's pet. She'll be fitter from a run back from a break. Uh, great Redcliffe record, gets the gate. Uh, main danger's number nine, Freya, who probably got the class edge on most of this field, just the, the mapping dilemma there out in gate nine. So we'll go one and nine there. I thought the third leg, uh, I've got number two, Dats in a hurry on top. Should probably be winning this, but uh, also going to throw in number four, Tacker's Last Dance, and number seven, Rolonix. And in the last leg, um, again, I thought away overnight gets his opportunity. He was up first up from a spell over 2040 last week, just faded on the run, back to the sprint trip. Not a great deal there that he has to overcome to beat that. So we'll throw him on top. Um, happy to go one out with him, bringing it home. Just play nice and skinny tonight in that Redcliffe Quaddy. All right, six dollars for 100% of the dividend tonight. Yeah, and that way if we come unstuck, we're, we're not busting the bank. OK, all right. We'll have some pennies left over for Friday night. All right. So there he is, Darren Clayton, joining us. So he'll be back on, on uh, Friday morning. We'll have Jared Daffy on Friday morning as well, giving us all the market moves there for those heats on Friday night. Uh, Ryan Spice will give us a tip or two as well. So, Steve, that is mobile rolling for this uh, Wednesday morning. We'll have plenty more coming up tomorrow as well, talking with a number of these key runners, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what they've got to say in lead-up to, to night one Friday night.